when suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us! We perish! Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? gentlemen good evening good afternoon good morning wherever you're at in the world i am jason your co-host with god and jesus christ at my side because they are the host with the most they are in the captain's chair they are behind the wheel of this ship therefore they are steering us through these crazy waters in this storm that we call life so welcome to his heart line glad to have you all here at for episode 475, and we're going to be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 13. Now, if you look at the episode, yes, I know we're a little bit out of order. Um, yesterday, I had one heck of a day. Very long story. I'll expound on that maybe a little bit. But for the most part, um, we already went through. Um, hold on a second. I got it. I got to turn something off on my computer because I keep hearing some feedback in the back of my headphones. And it's coming from my other laptop. Turn that off. All right. There we go. I kept hearing some sort of weird high pitch frequency. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so uh, where was I going to go at with all this? But anyways, but yeah, so with the episode numbers, um, I was supposed to do this episode yesterday. I had a truck breakdown yesterday. Uh, I was about an hour and a half away from my home. And I tell you what, I think yesterday God was trying to make me late on purpose because he was my only guess, and this is the only way I can look at this, there's no other way for me to look at this without trying to, you know, get irritated, but I had a collective amount of delays that equaled about five hours, meaning my my my, my first ethanol load I went to go do, I had to wait to get on the loading rack. It took me about 45 minutes to get on, um, 50 minutes. And then when I loaded, then I went to offload it and where I had to go to offload it. 
there was somebody I had to wait in line for there. So that was another 25 minutes. And I go back to go load more ethanol, had another two hour wait. So now we're over three hours of delay. All right. I'm not getting any of my work done except maybe two thirds of it. Then I get loaded with my last ethanol and I'm bringing it back. I was supposed to offload it. However, (laughs) that wasn't going to be the case because I was so delayed. So I was going to bring back this ethanol for my night driver to take off my hands and he was going to go offload it. Well, I get on the highway, I get up to speed. Our trucks are governed at 65 miles an hour and I had a car hauler right in front of me. He was just going slow enough to where I could pass him. I looked in my rearview mirror. There was no cars coming behind us. Uh, in the passing lane because of the two-lane highway. So I I took my chance. I was like, I'm going to pass this guy. And I got that truck rocking and rolling. And I got up to speed. And, you know, when you weigh 125,000 pounds, the truck takes a little bit of time to gain momentum and get up to speed. I finally hit 65 miles an hour. I'm just about past this car hauler. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I had a big, nice smoke show right in front of me, right out of my hood. I mean, it looked like a freaking nightclub was going off in my in front of me, it just steam everywhere. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I already knew what happened. So I had to slow down, pull over. And yeah, I blew a radiator or a coolant line. I was like, this is fantastic. Cause now I'm at the end of my day. I'm about an hour and 20 minutes away from having to clock out after 12 hours. Ended up being about a 14 and a half hour day for me yesterday. So yeehaw. So that's one of the reasons I didn't do um, this Bible podcast yesterday, it just, it just, there wasn't enough time. And then of course, as some of you already know, when we tried having Kirk on from Kirk's law corner, um, you all know, it took about 27, 28 minutes before we finally got him connected. That was a big pain in the butt. And as you also know, if you stuck through the whole show, um, we got abruptly disconnected almost instantly, instantly, um, at the two hour, five minute mark in 30 seconds, just completely instantly done now on my end the screen that i look at it was still showing on air still recording i was like okay cool well apparently that wasn't the case because it did stop exactly on the back end at two hours and five minutes and 30 seconds so i had to clean up that audio get rid of that 27 minutes worth of music and intro stuff while we were trying to get kurt connected so it is uploaded it is posted it is cleaned up it might not be the the most uh, clean episode, but it is a lot better than what was there. So, um, and speaking of Kirk, I will be on his podcast um, this Friday. Now, he normally goes on at 9 p.m. Eastern time, but because I have a state, a face-to-face state meeting on Saturday, I told him, I said, well, I kind of got to get my ugly rest, man. So, I mean, I, 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 I wish I could. He goes, well, I can make it earlier. I said, look, if you can make it maybe an hour earlier, because I didn't want to inconvenience him. He, he's like, I can make And I said, if you can start at 8 Eastern time, I, I can do that. I said, how long are your shows? He goes, about two hours. I'm like, okay, as long as I can get to my bed by 10, um, that'll be fine because I still need to get some rest. Got a nice two-hour drive or whatever, you know, the next day. So anyway, but I'm going to be on Kirk's Law Corner on Friday. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Not sure what I can contribute because that guy is a very smart man if you guys haven't been able to gather. So. Um, but I'm honored that he asked me and invited me to come on his podcast. Um, we're going to go on his platform. So looking, looking pretty forward to that. So, okay. Um, where do I want to go out with all this? 
I was going to play something, but um, I think I'm not going to do that. I do want to do this. So before I get into the reading, again, we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 13, and then we're going to have a little summary. I'm not going to have a second show, so I will do a little couple extra added stuff here. But there is one thing I did want to play here. Uh, let me find it because I saw this today. I was like, wow, I'm like, this, this is gold right here. Um, listen to what this girl says. And I found this on TikTok. Let me find it. Hold on. This was actually a good, a pretty good message. Okay. It's about complaining. Okay. Giving the devil your playbook when you complain. Listen to how this girl um, details uh, what complaining does for the enemy. Today, I was thinking about how many times God warns against like complaining. First off, I know he doesn't want us to be ungrateful. But secondly, what is, why would he warn so many times about it? And I am definitely a complainer so this is directed at myself too but something i realized today and i don't know if any of you guys watch football but your girl does so uh <clears throat> anyways um in a football game they have code and signs they do to signal the plays they have they keep it secret they hide it you know they don't sit there and wave around their plans for the game that's what we do when we complain we literally give Satan our playbook on how to beat us. Not beat us, but, you know, discourage us. Why do we do that? So every time we speak it out loud, I'm sure he's like, okay, I'll take that and use it later. <laughs> God's protecting us in everything he does. We're literally handing Satan a how-to guide on how to get to us best every time we utter complaints out loud. Something to think about. Hmm. Today I was thinking about. Yeah, it's actually the way she put it. It was actually very uh, well put and I couldn't agree with her more. You know, whenever we complain, you know, it's no different than we're trying to, you know, when we're grateful for God and we thank God all the time for different things that we have in our life. You know, we always say, thank you, God, for doing this for me. Really, thank you. I, we really appreciate you. You know, we give our gratitude to you. We glorify you, God. Thank you so much. He hears that. He loves that. You know who doesn't like that, though? Satan. He absolutely hates that. But it makes sense. Because whenever you do something for the positive, it has to, you know, merit a positive uh, reaction. Well, just like a negative, when you're when you're putting out something negative, like complaining, right? And look, we're all guilty of it. I was certainly guilty of it. But without a doubt, let me tell you something. Um, there's no doubt that that is definitely giving Satan ammunition to to use against you later. You know, um, I, I just, you know, when, when she, when I heard it put like that, I was like, wow, I'm like, that's actually pretty profound. I, I really, really enjoyed that little message. There's a couple more little videos I want to play, but, um, a little bit on the lighter end. Oh, you know what? You know how I've been playing my dad jokes from that guy on TikTok? Well, guess what? Yeah. Yours truly actually has dad jokes. I got from my mother-in-law for my birthday. It's just a little deck of cards. Let me find one here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a stupid dad joke, and then we're going to get right into the reading. Let's see what we got here. What kind of stupid joke can I tell you? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I am still hearing. Hold on. I'm still hearing this noise that I'm trying to get rid of. Let me turn this down because this is straight annoying. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I told my wife she drew her eyebrows on too high. 
she seemed surprised. <laughs> I know you guys are rolling your eyes at that one. <laughs> There's your stupid dad joke of the evening. All right. Put my stupid little dad joke cards away. Let's get into the reading. Let's get into something a little bit more serious. I'm just going to stick with Logan Isles on TikTok to do the dad jokes. They're much better at it than me. I suck at dad jokes. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, let's see here. She says, LOL, I didn't get the joke. Well, because she drew, <laughs> this is pretty bad when you got to explain the joke. That means it sucked that bad. <laughs> um, she drew her eyebrows on too high. She looked surprised. Think about it. When your eyebrows are up really high, it's typically like a surprise look. There we go. Yeah. Okay, this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I pass gas for a living and I drive a truck. I am not a stand-up comic. There you go. My husband did a visual, Rietta says. <laughs> I bet, you know what, Rietta, I bet I bet your household with you and your husband, Fred, I bet your life is never boring in that house. You guys look like you would have a good, you guys look like you're good, simple, pure, honest fun. I love it. That's great. Okay. So Genesis chapter 13, we're reading out of the New King James Version Bible. I feel like I haven't said this in a while. Remember, I am not a biblical scholar. I'm not a priest, pastor, a deacon. I'm not any of that. I'm just a guy. Like I said, I pass gas. I drive a gas tanker truck for a living. For some of you out there that think I'm trying to be gross, I'm not trying to be gross, trying to have a play on words. I do. I pass a lot of gas. And believe it or not, I pass a lot of LSD. Jason, you're a drug dealer? No, low sulfur diesel, ladies and gentlemen. And so, yeah, I, but, you know, I do read my Bible on a daily basis and we try to put it out here on the air and, uh, you know, hopefully maybe save some souls. I don't know, more particularly my soul. All right. So we're going to be reading chapter 13. This has 18 verses, fairly short. We're talking about Abram's in uh, how Abram inherits Canaan. And it reads, then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at from the very beginning or at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place of which the altar, which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen. And your herdsmen, for we are all brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. And before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan 
and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land, through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. And that is the reading of Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 through 18. Excuse me while I take a sip of water. Okay, so what did we just read here? What does Genesis chapter 13 mean? Now, in chapter 12, Abram, the man later named renamed Abraham, I should say, lied about Sarah being his wife out of fear, right? As a result, God afflicted Pharaoh's household with a plague for taking Sarah. So Pharaoh allowed Abram to keep the dowry he'd paid, um, and, and, but, you know, that he paid for, but he sent them away as soon as he realized what had happened. So as a result, Abraham, or Abram, I should say, he wasn't called Abraham at this time, but Abram returned to the land of Canaan with much greater wealth than he had before. But Pharaoh had given to Abram many animals and servants, adding to Abram's growing possessions. Now, in fact, both Abram and his nephew Lot had such large herds that their herdsmen actually began to fight over the limited resources in the area around Bethel, where they have settled. Now, Abram suggests that they split up instead of quarreling. I mean, sounds pretty reasonable. Abram offers Lot the first choice of where to settle. Well, Lot chooses the fertile lands along the Jordan River, near the town of Sodom, already famous for its wickedness. And Lot's choice to live physically near and eventually in Sodom will... Well, it'll eventually cost him dearly. Now, after they part company, the Lord once more speaks to Abram, reaffirming and expanding on his promises. Abram and his descendants will possess all the land that he can see, and those descendants will become so abundant as to be like the dust of the earth, uncountable. And God promises all of this in spite of the fact that Abram, in his mid-70s at this point, is still childless and possesses none of the land of Canaan for himself. And so God instructs Abram to walk the width and the length of the land, and apparently is far away of taking possession of it. 
Abram settles south of Bethel near the town of Hebron. And specifically, he sets his tent near the great trees of an Amorite man called Mamre. And Abram builds an altar to the Lord in his new home and continues to worship God there. And so that's the summation of chapter 13 of you know what we just read there. So like I said, very, very short chapter, very short summary. Um, so back to yesterday's conversation. Um, I tell you what, that was very interesting. Like I said, um, didn't expect to have those kind of delays like we did. And, you know, Kirk was actually sending me screenshots because I told him, I said, I'm sending you an invite. Are you able to see it pop up? And then he sent me a message with another screenshot showing like, hey, like this is where I'm at on his computer. But he wasn't able to click on as a guest for some reason. I don't know what was going on there. Well, the problem is, was, you know, with calling him, he was saying his battery was, was, you know, pretty low. He's like, I don't know if I want to do this on my phone because it'll die in the middle of this. I'm like, ah, I'm like, well, I'm like, look, you know, while all this music was playing, right, to, to you know, to pass time, I told him, I said, I can do a show on the fly. I can find something to talk about. I said, if you want, we can reschedule this and try to work out this, you know, technological kink uh, so, you know, we don't have to deal with this later. Um, I said, cause I don't want you to do something that's going to, you know, possibly, you know, uh, either cut you off or just be inconvenient, you know, cause I was trying to work around him cause you know, he's the one that's, um, I don't want to say busier cause we're both very busy. So, you know, getting together and actually doing the show together is a big deal, you know, and I'm glad and I'm grateful that he was able to take time to do it. It was actually a really good conversation. And like I said, he invited me to come on his show uh, on Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So that'll probably go about two hours. So if you're bored, um, join us all over there on Kirk's Law Corner. So I'm going to be going underneath his wing a little bit. I'm going to find out what kind of system he uses when he streams to multiple places. Because uh, I told him I've had issues with Podbean. I said, and this is kind of another one of those issues. So um, he's going to show me kind of how he runs things and what he uses. Maybe it might be worth taking a closer look at and maybe making a switch. I don't know. It just depends. So, um, but one thing I do know with, with someone like him and someone like me, we both have different unique skill sets and knowledge bases. You know, that's that whole uh, concept of ironing, sharpening iron, right? And we kind of got into that toward the tail end of the conversation yesterday. About everybody has a different unique set of skills, knowledge base, wisdom, right? Like Destry, he has a certain set of skills and knowledge, just like Paul, just like Kirk, just like each of us in the assembly. Some of us are good with marketing. Some of us are better at teaching and educating, right? There's some of us that's really good at just documenting and being a scribe. Everybody has a unique role that is necessary and needed within the assembly of the people. And so, and no one position is more important than the other. They're all equally important. Like Rietta was just saying right here in the chat board, I am a recruiter. That's what I love to do. And I could see that about Rietta because she seems like a very personable woman. She's got a very, I mean, I've never talked to her over the phone. I've never really heard her other than in a video that she sent me uh, on Telegram showing when it first started snowing out there in California. But outside of that, she seems like a very, very sweet lady. And I guarantee you, she's very... Um, uh, people just get attracted to her because she's, she's, you know, got that kind of personality. See, we all need to realize exactly what our strengths are, what gifts did God give us that we can exploit for the betterment of our country. 
And like Destry was saying right here, you put all that together, nothing cannot be accomplished. And so it's, uh, it's really good. My mom right here, coastal runner, she was saying, I'm good with processes and procedures. Absolutely. You know, so everybody has different skills. Me, I have a big mouth. Okay. I can be good at recruiting. Okay. Um, I, I can be good at, you know, taking notes. I'm not a great note taker to be quite frank with you guys. Um, sure. I could probably be a good moderator, but uh, here's the thing. Um, I'm better at doing this now. Granted, there's no real official position in the assembly of what I'm doing. This is just something that just kind of started happening doing this podcast. Somebody told me you should be just considered to be on the education committee. And I was like, yeah, it's something to think about, you know, because that's basically what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, you know, I have a big mouth and I have no problem putting this information out there. I don't care how I look. Right. I don't care how I sound. I don't care if people criticize me. I could give two craps less. I got some pretty thick skin and nobody knows exactly how I was brought up growing up around a truck driver and have other truckers in my family grew, you know, I mean, I was always around truck drivers because of the nature of my job in high school, you know, I worked on a farm, um, you know, just, that's just what you do. You know, I mean, just in being in and out of nightclubs and bars, I'm not proud of it, but you know, that kind of being in that kind of lifestyle, you, you're thicking up your skin a little bit, you know, I lived in South Florida. So I really don't care what people think of me. You know, I got to a point where I don't care what man thinks of me. Who cares what man thinks of me? So I got a big mouth. Don't care. I've had people tell me, you know, you got a real big mouth. Yes, I do. And what's your point? You don't like my big mouth. Put in earplugs or walk away. Step away. Get out of my vicinity. Don't care. Now, one might say, well, that sounds pretty arrogant, Jason. I don't know. Maybe. But you know what? What looks arrogant to you might look like it's, uh, uh, you know, a confident uh, whatever confident character to someone else. It's all a matter of perception. At the end of the day, my, my heart's in the right place. My intentions are in the right place. And I just want to do good by my country. I want to see my nation free and I want to see people get closer to God. First and foremost, I want to see the families fortified and strengthened because we can't have a strong nation without having a strong family. It's bottom line. Now, What do I want to play first? Now, there was something I saw earlier today. Somebody sent this to me on Telegram. I like this. So there's this guy. um, I have to find it. He's going to say it in a video here. Um, It's like two minutes. But I like this idea. Listen to what this guy says. So basically, to provide a little context, this guy, you could tell he looks like a very hardworking man. You know, big bushy beard. Looks like a man's man, right? And he came up with the best idea ever. Listen to this video, and then we'll talk a little bit briefly about it afterwards. This is interesting. I like this guy's idea. Well, everybody asks, what can we do to fight back against this? Feels like we're not doing anything. Well, it occurred to me that, you know, there's a lot of untapped horsepower in the uh, working class. I mean, this is where all the skilled trades reside. This is where all the truck drivers are. This is where all the mechanics are. We got a lot of horsepower. The problem is we don't organize well. For some reason, we're just shit organizers, but I'm going to help with that. See, as of uh, yesterday evening, I am the proud owner of a domain name called bluecollarboycott.com. And as of this morning, I've already reached out to some nerdy types because that's not me. I I can't build websites. I'm a knuckle dragon hammer swigger. So I have uh, reached out to some tech types to get a platform launched. And uh, what I envision is 
that uh, we will begin to post information about uh, organizations, individuals, woke-ass corporations, uh, what projects they're doing, and take a hard look at whether or not we want to staff those projects. Think about it. We literally get up every day and strap our boots on and go out and build our own prison, don't we? How do you think they're going to build 15-minute cities without people to pull cable and install cameras and install license plate readers and erect the poles and pour the foundations and put the fucking gates up? How are they going to do any of that if people just refuse to staff those projects? And we call out the companies that are taking the contracts to do that kind of shit and refuse to work for those companies. Yeah, boycott, man. We need to bring some Teamsters Union Energy to the skilled trades. If, like if you're a truck driver, what are you hauling? Where are you hauling it to? Do you know who it's for? Maybe you should refuse that load. Let's say you're a mechanical contractor and there's a cooling tower that's having a little issues at one of these woke-ass corporations' data centers. You know, one of these people, uh, companies likes to trample all over people's First Amendment. Maybe, uh, maybe the data center just gets a little hot because uh, their shit doesn't get fixed right away because they were listed on, on the naughty list on bluecollarboycott.com. You see where I'm going with this? I know, uh, we got to start somewhere, but imagine the possibilities. And I know it comes with other implications. I mean, ultimately, yeah, they'll get it done. We're not going to get a full lockdown. I mean, it's unrealistic to assume that we're going to stop everything. However, we can slow their roll. We can make things a lot more expensive, make it take a lot longer. I mean, if you can't staff a project, it takes a long time to even get people on the job. I mean, hell, it takes a long time now. Imagine if just 50% of the people that were going to go just up and said, send me somewhere else, boss man. I'm not doing that project. And yeah, I mean, nobody wants to lose their job. But uh, if the community grows large enough, I think we can mitigate some of those risks within a community. So it's coming. Bluecollarboycott.com. Look for it. Yeah, I like that. Bluecollarboycott.com. And by the way, uh, honest mistake here. Uh, did, I totally missed the fact that he said the S word and the F word. He said it so silently and fast. I actually didn't catch it. So, uh, my apologies for that. I hope I didn't offend anybody. That was uh, a definite mistake on my end. I usually, I like to put out a, uh, a disclaimer ahead of time. So that was a party foul on my behalf. My apologies guys, but he does make a very good point. See, we are building our own prisons. See, because we are the skilled labor. Like I said, we are the ones with the knowledge base, with the skill sets and the elite, whatever may be left. Okay. I'm not so convinced that there's a lot of them left or as many, I should say, I'm not convinced that there is many people in the elite class as there once was, because there's definitely evidence out there that points that the civil authority, AKA merchant Marines are definitely going around making arrests again, per the executive order that Trump signed back when he was president of the corporation, Executive Order 13818. Okay, but that's exactly what we should do. I love this guy's idea, bluecollarboycott.com. So basically what you're doing is you're looking into these companies. So if you're being contracted and you're an electrician and let's just say some woke company like, I don't know, Coca-Cola, for example, right? Go woke, go broke at Coke. And, you know, they're trying to push, you know, or, or Tractor Supply, that's a famous one right there, all right? They like to do and promote this whole drag queen story hour stuff, all right? Let's just say they need an electrician to build some of their uh, new facilities in a certain part of the country. Well, guess what? 
they're going to be on bluecollarboycott.com. So if somebody is a contractor, you can go on there and be like, okay, well, let's look up this company. Let's see if they're on the woke or, bro, you know, the go woke, go broke list. Oh, they are? Oh, sorry, Tractor Supply, but um, you're not going to get any of our, uh, our, our skilled trades. Now, like this guy was saying, they'll find a way to get the job done. There's no way you're going to stop all these woke companies from not getting the job done because let's face it. Not everybody holds a strong, high moral fiber, but what it does do is it puts a huge cog in their wheel. It puts a huge monkey wrench in their, in their system and could very well possibly make things more expensive. Why? Because the people that do have no moral fiber, and they're like, oh, crap, don't care about morals here. I'll do the job. Well, guess what? You get more people that need those type of contractors. And, and the demand goes way up, but there's not enough supply for specific contractors for specific things. Guess what? Things get more expensive. Basic you know, principles of supply and demand. So like he was saying, yeah, you may not cancel them. But they'll certainly go broke or, you know, they'll, they'll certainly, uh, what, what am I trying to say? They'll certainly, it'll get more expensive for them. I like the idea. I think it's a great idea. And so that's what we have to do. So aside from being in the assembly, if you're in the trades, don't work with somebody that's going to be somebody that is, you know, trying to put up 5G towers or cameras that monitor your license plates and in intersections. or you know, whatever, or you're hauling books and you know, those books are pedophile books. No, I like what that guy had to say. I think that was a brilliant plan, a brilliant idea. Um, here's another sound piece I wanted to play. Now I got to turn up the volume on my phone. I guess it's from a series. I've never heard of this. My mom sent it to me. Uh, it's from a series called 1923. And if you just listen to this, this is pretty eerie. It's from a series called 1923. Listen, this is about 54 seconds. This man's way of trying to control our behavior, but it can't be controlled. That's what we are. Sooner or later, the kind of people that would enrich themselves at your expense, we use the government to do it. Mark my words, one day they'll create laws to control what we say, how we think. They'll outlaw our right to disagree if we let them. I created the commission to protect the way this family provides for itself, how it protects the land. Well, isn't Winfield doing the same thing? The exact same thing. Unfortunately for him, what's good for his way of life is not good for ours. Wow. They'll make laws to make it illegal to disagree. Did you hear that? I mean, th this this is, again, it's from that series, and you can look it up. I've never, like I said, I don't watch TV. I never heard of it, but it's called uh, 1923. But this guy, he, he's in his, you know, uh, golden years, and he's explaining to his wife and I think what perceives to be his son, basically explaining what the government's going to be doing if we let them. Did you hear the key words that he said? Harrison Ford. Okay, thanks, Ma. Yeah, it's Harrison Ford in this scene. Um, and she was saying in, the, in this show, it's his nephew and his wife that he's talking to. But did you hear the key word that he said? Key words. 
He said, this is what the government's going to do if we let them. That's very, very key, ladies and gentlemen, if we let them. See, this is why, and I'm going to bring it back to the assembly. You know how I roll. I will always bring it back to the assembly because this is our duty. This is our God-given right, and it is our duty to make sure that we don't let these tyrants get their way. We have to make sure we uphold our duty as a people in this nation to make sure that we don't allow the building of our own prisons. Because that's all we're doing. We're just building our own little cage for them to just lock us in it and throw away the key in the name of 15-minute cities. See, if we don't assemble our states, it's going to get pretty nasty. Yeah, but Jason... The way you make it sound, people are definitely getting arrested and things are happening. Sure, that is happening. But let's not forget. You get a little bit too cocky and a little bit too lazy and think God's going to fix all your problems without any effort or energy on your behalf. Don't think for one minute God couldn't let the uh, the tables turn on a dime because we decided to be a lazy people and, and just we're like, ah. Eh, Dad's got this. I don't have to do my chores. Dad will clean it up for me. Huh. Oh, I spilt milk in the kitchen. Hey, Dad, can you go clean up the milk? I don't have to do it. Dad's got it. Dad always has my back. Until one day, until one day, God's going to be like, you know what? I'm sick of cleaning up after you. You're taking this for granted. I don't think you're really learning any valuable lessons. You're not really putting forward any type of energy, effort, or, you know, um, anything to help yourself, I'm done. You're going to start learning lessons the hard way. You spill milk in your room. I'm not cleaning it up. It's going to go bad and sour and it's going to stink the high heaven in your room. Enjoy. We need to participate in our own rescue. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to participate in our own rescue. That's the only way we get out of this. Look, we got 16 states. We need 38, 22 more to go. I know we're very close with a few of them, but here's the thing. We need 30 people in 22 states, 30 people in 22 states. Okay. Now, obviously we want to have a little bit more, but what is that? You got 30 people in 22 states. We're talking 600 and 60 people, between 660 people and 700 people. We'll call it 700 because we need a few extras in case one or two drop off here and there. 700 people, that's it. You think we can get 700 people? I sure as hell think we can. I don't think it's out of the scope of possibility. But see, we need to engage with people, and we need to tap into our resources that God gifted us, our skills and talent. Like I said the other day, guys, when I took the call from God to start this podcast, I, have, I had no idea what the heck I was going to do. And again, I still have no idea what I'm doing. All I'm doing right now is pushing start on Podbean and Clout Hub, playing some music to start off with, 
opening up some Bible scripture, looking up some different things, and I'm just starting to talk about it. I don't have any special information here, guys. I'm just looking at what I believe to be very uh, relevant to, uh, you know, to learn. And reading it, trying to comprehend it to the best of my ability. And then, you know, and then and then putting it out there in such a fashion that it's a little more easier for you guys to consume and digest mentally. Destry was just saying, we have 200,000 indictments. 200,000 indictments. And they need to be heard by 300, 100, excuse me, 3,141 counties if we finish assembling. And remember, one indictment could have about 40 to 50 names in it. One indictment doesn't mean one man or woman, one indictment could very well mean 50 people. See, everyone, and like he also says, everyone wants to see prosecutions, right? Everyone wants prosecutions. Everyone wants to see, well, how come, you know, what, what's going on? How come, uh, 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 what's his name? Not Bill Barr. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember now. But everybody wants to see all this stuff happen, not Gates. Uh, no, he was an he was he was a guy that was heading up these uh these attorney um these some of these cases. He was in the you know it's fleeting my mind. I'm gonna sound like a crazy man just trying to figure it out. But anyway, but everyone wants to see these prosecutions. They want to see these trials. But here's the thing: military can't do it. Durham, there you go. Thanks, Rietta. Yes, John Durham. Which, by the way, where has he been? I haven't heard anything about this guy lately. We haven't heard anything about this guy lately. Where is Durham? If anybody knows, let me know. I'm curious. But everybody wants to see this stuff happen. Well, it can happen, but we need to assemble so we can make it happen. See, all the power lies in the people. And the military can only handle so much with D.C. at the White House and Gitmo. They only have so much staff. They only have so much space. So logistically, they're not going to be able to do 200,000 indictments some of which could have up upwards of 50 people in one indictment. You ain't doing it. So we have to do it in all the counties stretched across this great land we call America. Okay. I want to end this kind of on a little bit of a funnier note. I got two more videos I want to play. So one is uh, there's a guy by the name of Dax. I've played his song. Uh, I played it in its entirety. I think you guys heard it, The Depths of Hell. I think it was called the, the Satan's Calling or whatever, The Devil's Calling. That was a really good song. You guys really liked it. Even some of you out there who absolutely cannot stand rap, you guys are like, wow, that's a really good song. So this is just a TikTok video. It's only about a minute long. So he does a promotion. He does a, you know, kind of like a sneak peek of this next song. Like same artist, Dax, D-A-X. And it's a song for people who are battling depression. I thought this was an excellent song. This guy's got a great voice. Um, listen to this. He's walking. In, he's walking in the studio with you know chugging Jack Daniels. Yo, is uh, everything okay, man? But hey, uh, heard you started drinking a lot after the incident. Um, if you need someone to talk to, bro, uh, you know I'm here for you, right? To be honest, bro. 
don't really feel like talking about it. <clears throat> Just play the beat, alright? Jeez. Alright, man. Well, I'm praying for you. Should I drown all these thoughts or should I leave them to float? I've got all of my flaws living inside of this boat. I've been anchored in pain, the weight is making me choke. It's getting harder to breathe, it's pulling right at my throat. I've been hoping for change, but don't know how to restart. They say you ain't a man when you're exposing your heart. And they say you insane until it tears you apart. And then it cuts you so deep and they can tell by the scars. We can only see change when we accept who we are. Try to run from the shame and you won't never get far. Don't you bottle the pain and live your life in the dark you're meant to break from those chains and shine as bright as a star don't you ever tell yourself that your depression is the reason you won't make it all that happiness is not in your cards with our god you can beat all the odds keep your faith and you'll never be lost and say yeah i, I like that with god i love what he says there with god you can you can with god you can beat all the odds i love that line with god you can beat all the odds what a great song. Again, that's Dax. Um, I'll find when I finally get the song and if he makes if it's completed, I'll see if I can find it on YouTube. But uh, what a great song. Um, but I love that line when he said that with God, um, with God, you can beat all the odds. Now, the last video I want to play. Now, I have to provide a little context first. So I found this earlier uh, when I was a little bored. <laughs> and uh, so this video, so people, what people sometimes do in TikTok to try to, you know, get their name out there and try to create content to, you know, just be funny, right? Which quite frankly, I like the creativity. And this is one of the reasons why I actually like scrolling through some of these TikToks because the creativity that people put behind their videos is really amazing. It's like, wow, like people are actually, you know, doing very constructive stuff. And quite frankly, I'd rather watch some of these uh, talented people put together these funny little one, two, three minute videos than watching stupid sitcoms on cable or satellite TV any day of the week. I mean, I really do enjoy the raw skill set and talent these people have. Again, going back to talent and gifts that God give us, gives us, right? So this guy, it's the same guy. So you're going to hear the same voice, but he's portraying himself as, um, and there's different scenes. I'll pl I'll also published the video on Telegram and True Social so you can see it because watching it and hearing it is a whole nother level. It just will crack you up. So this guy plays Satan on one hand. Then he has a guardian angel on the other hand. And then you got just a general guy, right, on earth. So basically it's like his bad conscience, good conscience, right? And he's having this three-way dialogue between Satan and his guardian angel. And you can hear by how they're talking and what they're saying, who is who. So just give this a listen. I'll promise I'll post it on Telegram and True Social. It's comical. Listen. Because you always in my head, bro. And he did the same thing with Eve. Eve was eyeing that apple from day one, and she was checking out of the angels. He was an easy target. But the other fruit was dry. So you wasn't checking Eve out, bro? That's a saying, ain't well, it? I, well, I wouldn't say I was checking her. I, I was admiring her. I wasn't checking her. I mean, plus he had no clothes on. This is the guy that's guarding you, bro? You gonna be chilling back home with me very okay, soon. Okay, look, can you just <laughs> leave me be? You got me out here acting up. Hooking up with Keisha every weekend. Man, I ain't... Uh, wait, who, who's Keisha? Oh, who's Keisha? The, the one that works at Trader Joe's. She always gives me the, the discounts on, on the vegan chick, chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, Keisha, the one with the good-looking mom. 
the, 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 the girl, she's always with the chicken nuggets. So you don't know who she is. That That's on me. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, please, you're not off the hook. You still got kicked out of heaven. Explain that. First of all, God was upset with me because I wasn't showing up to choir rehearsal. You see? Yes, he used to sing soprano. And the other angels were jealous of me because I was the Beyonce of the group. So they went to God and lied on me talking about, I'm trying to take over the heavens and all this crap. That's not what I read, but okay. <laughs> Have you talked to God since? Or Nah, it's fine. I mean, I run the music industry down here. And if you're so pure, why are you down here with me, Frank? Because I'm here trying to keep him on the straight and narrow. He's pure, innocent. We don't even recognize sin around here. Bet you recognize that, though, don't you? I'm telling God. God! Hey, listen to me now! <laughs> God, I know, I know, real Because you always... I tell you what, that was, when I watched that video, it, like I said, when you watch it, you're gonna die because it is it is absolutely hysterical when i say die obviously metaphorically you're gonna die of laughter because at least i thought it was funny because the facial reactions and the facial features and just the just the the delivery of everybody's message in here and how this guy puts together this three-way dialogue is just comical as all get out so i'll make sure i'll post it um yeah i just but it was just funny though how he's like you know keisha you know, the one at Trader Joe's, you know, the one who hooks me up with the vegan chicken nuggets and like Satan's looking at him like, bro, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and then there's the guardian angel, you know, Keisha, you know, the one with the good looking mommy says it's like, oh, wow. But anyways, sometimes we need to have a little bit of humor because we get too much, you know, we get bombarded by too much crap and nonsense out there in the world. And it gets to be a little bit too much for our brain space. So sometimes we just got to you know, unplug a little bit, let loose, maybe even get out in nature, forget trying to find funny videos, get out in nature, get your bare feet in the grass, ground with, you know, the earth and, uh, you know, get some sunlight, get some vitamin D, uh, get some quiet time, you know, spend some time with God. Uh, that's very important and we need it. So let's end this on a prayer. And, uh, and I don't know, a lot of you weren't here for the intro, but I have changed the intro and outro. It's the same thing. Um, so maybe stick around, let me know what you think of it. If you didn't hear it on telegram. So we're gonna do a quick prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly father, we just want to say thank you again for this day. Uh, another day of life and good health. And thank you for the wisdom that you bring to us on a daily basis. Every time we read your book and, um, we appreciate all that you've provided us, all the gifts and talents that you've put within us. And for those that are out there that still haven't figured out what their own personal gift is, I pray that these, you know, that the people that are still unsure what they're good at, I hope they can finally eventually realize their full potential and tap into that gift that you put inside of them. Everybody has a gift, God. You know that because you're the one that put it there. My prayer is that people start realizing who they are, what their gift is, and how they can use that gift to bring our nation back in the sovereign space that we need it to be and to help our nation get back to a self-governing status under a de jure Republican form of government. Father God, thank you again. We ask that you guide our, our minds, our thoughts, our words, our actions, and uh, always give us the courage to be the light for other people's dark valleys. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I really do appreciate all of you being here. 
And like I said, today is just a one show kind of day. Um, tomorrow, let's see, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday. So tomorrow we'll have a little bit of an earlier show. Tomorrow will more than likely be, hmm, it'll probably be a one show as well. A one show, a one episode show tomorrow as well. Possibly two. I don't know. We'll see. It depends because, um, like I said, we got our national call tomorrow, got our state call tomorrow. So if I do a podcast, it's going to be a lot sooner than uh, 745 or even seven. Okay. Cause our state call starts at 730 Eastern time. So, but, uh, remember guys, just, um, don't pay attention to the news. Don't pay attention to a lot of the podcasters out there. Um, and by podcasters, I mean, people that are just constantly spreading, you know, the same story about what's going on with the COVID vaccines or the shots, the clot shots, we'll call them the clot shots, or what's going on with all these train derailments or what's going on with all these factories burning down. I mean, here's the thing. We're not going to be able to control any of it. It's all out of our control. What we can control is how much of these stories we allow into our gray matter that we call a brain. And the other thing we can control is how we react to it. So you can't really react too much if you just kind of keep the distracting noise out. Engulf yourself with the word of God. That's why we like to come here and read some scripture, give a little summary, and try to maybe have a little fun and play some funny videos here. Maybe, you know, play something that's a little insightful that will give you a takeaway. So try to unplug, though. You know, even if it means stepping away from this podcast, unplug. Go outside. Enjoy if it's somewhat warm where you're at in the world. All right. So I hope you guys stick around to hear this new intro slash outro, and we will be back here tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea.